Praise the Lord and good morning to everyone. Amen. Good morning. Sunday morning, March 28th, Palm Sunday. Praise God for it. Praise God for you as always. <clears throat> um, praising God for his goodness always. Um, and just continuing to be encouraged. God has a way of encouraging us. You know, we've been talking recently about how David encouraged himself in the Lord. And that's a beautiful thing to be able to do that. Um, but it's nothing better than when God encourages you. Amen. <laughs> Glory to God. When he encourages us, then that's encouragement that's on another level. And so praying on this morning that uh, the God of your salvation is uh, encouraging you and reassuring you of his love and continuing to show you his goodness in your life. Amen. Um, and we continue to um, press in. Amen. Um, there's a song that says, I'm chasing after you. Right? No matter what I have to do, because I need you more and more. My wife knows that song, but she won't sing it. <laughs> Glory to God. And I'm not going to ask her. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Jesus is made unto me wisdom. Praise the Lord. Um, on this morning, though, uh, I praise God for um, today. Amen. And, um, and what God wants to share with us. Um, and I'm going to ask you to turn with me, if you have your Bible, to Psalm 24. We're going to go to Psalm 24. And, um, you know, the, you know, I often think about the gospel story and the gospel of Jesus Christ. And, you know, there's so much preaching going on um, concerning the gospel of Jesus Christ. But yet it is, at its very foundation, a very simple story. God so loved the world that he gave his son. Right? And Jesus so loved us that he humbled himself unto the will of the Father. And he suffered, bled, and died for our sins. And then he rose again on the third day. Yeah. And because he lives, we shall live also. Um, that's the gospel, amen. Our sins are forgiven through Jesus Christ. And through his resurrection, uh, we have the promise that we too amen, uh, will be resurrected or one day be caught up with him in the air and forever be with our Lord. And so we praise God for the gospel story um, that is powerful in its simplicity. And, and I believe today is one of those times as well where we can come in with and appreciate the simplicity and the power yeah. of the gospel and of the word of God. And so let's look at Psalm 24, and let's look at verse 7. We're going to read from verse 7 to verse 10. And it says, Lift up your head, O ye gates, and be ye lift up, ye everlasting doors, and the King of glory shall come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord, strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle. Lift up your head, O ye gates, even lift them up, 
ye everlasting doors, and the King of glory shall come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord of hosts, he is the King of glory. Amen. That's a lot. Let's pray. Father, we bless your name. Yes, we thank God. you, God, thank for you. the reading of your word. Yes, <clears throat> and we pray now, God, that, Father, you will make this word come alive in our hearts, in our minds, and most of all, in our lives. Father God, share with us your heart yes, on today. Father God, help us to see those things you desire us to see. And Father God, bless us. Uh, to come away with understanding of your good, acceptable, yes, and Lord. perfect will for yes. our lives. Father God, we block out everything right now, and we set our hearts and our minds exclusively and solely on you. Yes, Speak, Father. Lord, unto us. And Father, we bless you right now for the deposits and the withdrawals that you shall make in our lives. Father, continue to have your will. Yes. Father, as you bless your people, Father God, Bless and strengthen me to do your will as well. Yes, to right. speak forth your word of life. And Father, we collectively just give you the praise, the glory, and the honor. Because Father, you are worthy. Yes. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Praise God. So we just read Psalm 24, 7 through 10. And our title is, Jesus, the King of Glory. Amen. Jesus, the King of Glory. You know, we, we said a few moments ago that today is Palm Sunday. It's the first day of Holy Week. Uh, it's the Sunday before Easter. Amen. Um, and uh, Palm Sunday commemorates uh, Jesus and his triumphal entry into Jerusalem. Um, our text today uh, is, we're going to use as a foundation, and it's, it's, it's a uh, antiphonal song, because psalms are songs, right? Uh, this is a psalm of David, and many of these psalms were set to music. And this particular psalm is when you get down to verse 7 through 10, it's antiphonal, meaning that um, um, there, there's alternate singing going on. Mm -hmm. It's antiphonal. So you will have either one singer or you would have one chorus that would sing a part of the song, and then you would have a second person or a second chorus sing the other part of the song. And they would alternate. And so that's what it means to be antiphonal. They would just alternate and go back and, and, and forth. And, you know, scholars will tell you that, uh, that, that this song uh, was likely used in corporate worship. And there would be sort of an acting out of this song uh, in the temple, but at the temple. And so, again, with this antiphonal singing going on, what you would have then is in verse 7, you would have the people being outside of the temple gates. Mm -hmm. And they would be singing, Lift up your head, O ye gates, and be ye lift up, ye everlasting doors, 
and the king of glory shall come in. They would sing that from the outside of the temple gates. Inside the temple gates would be the priests or others, and they would respond, and they would say, who is this king of glory? Yes. And then the people, because it would alternate, the people would say, they would answer, who is this king of glory? I'll tell you, right? The Lord, strong and mighty, the Lord, mighty in battle. And then it would go to verse nine and they would repeat, lift up your head, O ye gates, even lift them up, ye everlasting doors, and the king of glory shall come in. And the priest on the inside would say, who is this king of glory? And the people would say, the Lord of hosts, he is the king of glory. And then in the enactment, the temple gates would swing open and the people would come in celebrating because it, it, the, the swinging, open of, swinging open of the temple gates would signify that the king of glory was now being let in according to that deep desire that the people had for God to be in their presence. Yeah. So this was, a, this was something that was enacted out and it could have been, you know, at certain times of the year, year over year, they would come and they would do this, right? Sing back and forth, temple gates swing open and they would celebrate. Um, when, when, when you look in, well, there's two things going on in this text that we want to point out. One is the people, when they were saying, lift up your head, O ye gates, and be ye lifted up your everlasting doors, and the king of glory shall come in, they were expressing a desire for God and the presence of God to be with them. Yeah. They had this deep desire for God to be with them. And they wanted those gates to be opened mm -hmm. <laughs> so that God could enter in. So th that's one thing we want to take away from this, this deep desire that the people had for the presence of God in their midst. The other thing that we want to take away at this point is the question that the priests or, who, or whoever it was that was on the inside of the temple gates would ask, who is this king of glory? Mm -hmm. that, that question is reminiscent of the question Jesus asked his disciples in Matthew 16. Who do men say? that I am. Mm -hmm. and, and, and then he said, you know, when it went, because Peter said, well, some say that you are uh, 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 John the Baptist. Others say that you are Elijah or Jeremiah or one of the prophets. And then Jesus said, but who do you say that I am? And we know the answer that Peter gave. Peter said, Thou art the Christ, yes. amen, uh, the son of the living God. And so this, this, this question of who is this king of glory is reminiscent of, of Jesus saying, who do people say that I am? Yes. And more importantly, who do you say that I am? And, and, and it's an important question. And in fact, it's probably the, the most important question. And it is so very vital that we get the answer to that question right. Amen. Mm -hmm. 
And, and, and that question, in many ways, was front and center over 2,000 years ago when Jesus made his triumphal entry in, in, into Jerusalem. And let's talk about that for a second, because the triumphal entry, again, we, you know, we're talking about Palm Sunday, and the triumphal entry commemorates that, or, or Palm Sunday commemorates the triumphal entry. But, but, but over 2,000 years ago, when Jesus entered into Jerusalem, that, that um, account is in all four Gospels. It's in all four Gospels, you know, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and, and John. Uh, we'll find it in Matthew, so that you can uh, read it for yourself later. Matthew 21, 1 through 11, and we're going to turn there in a second. It's also in Mark 11, 1 through 11. It's in Luke 19, 28 to 44. And it's in John 12, 12 to 19. And you know how we are. We, we, we often say when you see the accounts of the same story in multiple gospels, you know, whether it's in all four or two of the four or three of the four, read them all. Because when we look at these four accounts, we see, of course, great similarities in each of the accounts. But we also see some subtle differences. And those differences complement. They don't contradict. Yes. They complement. And so we, we, we often want to read all of the accounts. If, if, if more than one gospel writer writes on a particular story or a particular account, so that we can get those subtle compliments that give us a fuller understanding. Um, but let's, let's start, though, by looking in, in, in the Gospel of Matthew 21 and look at Matthew's account of the triumphal entry of Christ. And again, it's in Matthew 21, 1 through 11. And it says there, And when they drew nigh unto Jerusalem and were come to Bethphage, unto the Mount of Olives, then said Jesus to disciples, saying unto them, Go into the village over against you, and straightway you shall find a donkey tied and a colt with her. Loose them and bring them unto me. And if any man say aught unto you, ye shall say, The Lord hath need of them. Yeah. And straightway he will send them. You know, I was thinking on this week about this triumphal entry, and there's so many... Uh, people or characters here, right? Of course, there's Jesus, mm -hmm. right? And then we have the people, we have his disciples, we have the Pharisees um, as well. But it, interestingly enough, one of, the, one of the characters I thought about was the donkey. <laughs> and, and the reason why is because in, in so many of the accounts, Jesus, when he tells his disciples to to go get, you'll find the donkey over in the other town and untie the donkey. And if anybody says anything unto you, just simply say, the Lord has need of it. Yeah. And, and, and obviously the donkey is prominent, right? Because Jesus comes and he, he the triumphal entry, he's riding on the donkey, the colt of a donkey, right? He's riding in. And so obviously the donkey is prominent, but yet the donkey is obscure too, right? Because it's just a donkey after all, right? Um, but yet Jesus needed it. 
And and then that part just just continued to speak to my heart. That Jesus needed the obscure donkey. Donkey didn't have a name, donkey, just a donkey, but Jesus needed it. And and I think to myself, and I thought to myself as I continued to sort of just meditate on that, that, that no matter how obscure we may seem to be in the eyes of man, no matter how obscure or insignificant we may seem to be, in our families, in our community, or in the world. I want you to know Jesus needs you. Amen. Jesus yet needs you. And not needs you like he can't do without you need you. But he needs you to to be his ambassador. Amen. We are ambassadors for Christ. And and, and God needs us to, to, to faithfully fulfill that role. God needs us to be his hands and his feet and his voice in the earth, right? And again, it, you know, as 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 Mordecai told told Esther, you know, don't don't get it twisted, sister, right? Because if not you, God will raise up somebody else, you know. So we so it's not that he needs us to the point where if we don't do his will, he's stuck. No, because God is God, but yet he needs us in a sense of, you know. If, if we're obedient, we can then carry his glory into the earth, yes. right? That we can be his hands and we can be his feet and we can be his heart of compassion and we can be his forgiveness expressed in the yes. earth and we can be, right, glory vessels unto God. And even though we may be obscure, maybe we never are going to... You know, uh, uh, be known beyond our small circle of friends and family. But don't let that bother you. In this yes, in this era yes. of people wanting to be stars and everything else, please understand that you can be obscure, but yet the Lord yet needs you. Amen. Yes. And so that that just resonated in my heart. Hey, that God, you know, He 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 needs us and He wants us, uh, and He wants to use us for His glory. And yes. so. You know, the, 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 Jesus told them, if anybody says anything, you tell them that the Lord needs, needs them. And so uh, in verse four, it says, all this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the prophet saying, tell ye the daughter of Zion, behold, thy king cometh unto thee, meek and sitting upon a donkey and a colt, the foal of a donkey. And, and and that right there is, uh, when it talks about it was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the prophet, you know, the, this is the fulfillment of both Isaiah uh, 62 and 11 and Zechariah 9 and 9, where in Zechariah 9 and 9, it says that the king would come sitting upon a donkey and, and, and the colt of a donkey. And so verse 6, it says, the disciples went, and they did as Jesus commanded them, and, and they brought the donkey and the colt and put on them their clothes. Mm-hmm. In other words, they took off their coats mm-hmm. and their cloaks, and they put them on the donkeys, and set him, set Jesus thereon. And a very great multitude spread their garments in the way, right? They spread their clothes in front of Jesus as he's coming on this donkey. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and they also cut down branches from the trees and strawed them in the way. They placed them in, yes. in, in the way. Yes. And what they were doing, and what's interesting about this is that, is that 
Matthew and, and, and Mark say they cut down branches. Luke doesn't make any mention of cutting down branches. But it's only John's account that says that, that they cut down branches of palm trees. Mm-hmm. It's only John that, that mentions specifically palm trees. Palm Sunday, right? So if anybody said, well, how do you know it was palm trees? Because John tells us, right? Amen. Mm-hmm. And, and so they cut down these branches, palm trees. They put their clothes in the way, in, in, in the road. And they spread them in the road. And what they were doing was showing a, a respect to royalty. That's what it was. Yeah. It was a respect of, of, of royalty. It, it was a respect and, and an honor being given as they acknowledged the royalty of Jesus because, again, in fulfillment of prophecy, the king was coming riding on a donkey. And so they, 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 they put the clo- their clothes and, and they have this royal welcome and, 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 and they're showing Jesus uh, royal honor and they put the branches, the palm tree branches, and, and Jesus is coming and 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 they then begin the people they begin to cry out and they say in verse 9 hosanna which means save now or please save right save now amen glory to god uh uh, hosanna to the son of david blessed is he that comes in the name of the lord hosanna in the highest yes and so i just want to stop here for a second because there's something important going on here. Jesus is coming on the cult, and he's riding on the cult, and that's in fulfillment of scripture, right? Isaiah, right? We just said Isaiah uh, uh, 62 and, and Zechariah 9.9. And he's coming, and, and uh, they, they are recognizing Jesus as king, mm-hmm. as the king who is coming. And, and, and then in verse 9, when they say, Hosanna, please save or save now, uh, or save we pray um, they say blessed is he that comes in the name of the Lord now where did that come from well that that what they were saying actually also comes from scripture and the reason why we're pointing this out is because there is so much that's happening here that's based on scripture yes. Jesus is getting the cult based on scripture He's riding on that cult based on scripture. They are receiving him as royalty based on scripture. And then they say, and then they say, blessed is he that comes in the name of the Lord. Where did they get that from? They got it from scripture. If you look at Psalm 118, right? In Psalm 118, verse 25, look, the first thing it says is, save now. <laughs> Right? Hosanna, right? Save now. Save, we pray. Please save. Psalm 118.25 says, Save now, I beseech thee, O Lord. O Lord, I beseech thee, send now prosperity. And then verse 26 says, Blessed be he that comes in the name of the Lord. We have blessed you out of the house of the Lord. So when they were celebrating Jesus, they weren't just saying whatever they wanted to say. They were saying something that was based on Scripture. Right? So so they're, 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 they're praising Jesus. And we see so much of the word is at play here. We see Isaiah in here. We see Zechariah in here. We, 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 we see the psalm in here. Right? Psalm 118. And then it says in verse 10, And when he was come to Jerusalem, all the city was moved, saying, Who is this? (laughs) 
See a little bit of Psalm 24 in there, right? Who is this king of glory, right? And then the multitude said, this is Jesus, the prophet of Nazareth of Galilee. Now, if you look at Mark's uh, uh, gospel, Mark, again, it, it's in Mark 11, 1 through 11. And in verse 10 of Mark, not only did they say, blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. They also added this, blessed be the kingdom of our father, David. Why we mention that? Because that's based on scripture too. Yes. Because, because in 2 Samuel chapter 7, David had said that he wanted to build God a house. David looked around the palace and he said, I live in this beautiful palace. And yet the ark of God is outside in a tent. Mm. He said, I want to build God a house. And God spoke to Nathan, the prophet. And he said, you go tell David. As long as I've been with you, as long as I've been with my people, did I ever say I needed a house? <laughs> That's what God said. Did I ever say I needed a house? Mm -hmm. And he said, look, David, and I'm paraphrasing, of course. He said, look, David, I, I, I pulled you out of the sheepfold. Mm -hmm. And I pulled you away from being a shepherd. And I made you king of the people. I gave you peace. I blessed you and all the rest of that. And I know you want to build me a house, but you're not building me a house. And then he said to David, I'm going to build you a house. Jesus. And he said... Because your son's going to come after you when you're dead and gone. And I'm going to be a father unto him. Mm -hmm. I'm going to chastise him as I need to chastise him. But I won't remove my grace from him as I removed it from Saul. And then he said that David's kingdom was going to last forever. Yeah. And so when the people in Mark add to this. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. And then they say, blessed be the kingdom of our father David. It showed their understanding that David was to have an everlasting kingdom. Jesus. So in other words, they were showing, again, based on scripture. So the people had an understanding of scripture. Because you think about it. How many of us, if, if this never happened, and, and, or we were here, and Jesus came riding on a colt of a donkey. How many of us would not have recognized Maybe. that this was the fulfillment of Scripture? Yeah. So we can say what we want about the people at this time, but one thing we at least have to acknowledge, at least they knew Scripture. <laughs> That's right. right? Yeah. Because when they saw Jesus coming on the, on the donkey, they just say, look at, look at him riding on the donkey. What's he doing that for? No, they immediately knew what that meant. Yeah. That's why they threw their clothes in the way and they cut down palm branches because they gave him a royal welcome because they knew what that signified. Jesus. And not only that, they started, you know, professing blessings based on the Psalms. And not only that, they started talking about how he was the continuation of David's kingdom based on the promise and the covenant God had made with David in 2 Samuel chapter 7. At least they knew some scripture. But their understanding of the scripture Jesus. was not complete. Yes. It was incomplete. And we'll talk about that in a second. But all this is going on and the people are celebrating and, and cutting down tree branches and putting it in the way. And Jesus is riding into Jerusalem on the donkey. And, and you know, there's, you know there's, there's a lot of noise and there's a lot of happiness. And, 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 and of course, because of that, you got some haters 
in the midst. And the Pharisees come, and, 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 and Luke is the only one that gives us this piece. The Pharisees come and say unto Jesus, Master, rebuke thy disciples. <laughs> and Jesus responds and said, If these should hold their peace, glory to God, yes. the stones will immediately cry out. Yes. <laughs> glory to God. Somebody needs to say, I don't need no rock crying out for me, right? No I'm, I'm going to give Jesus his praise. Amen. Ain't no rock going to praise my God, amen? The praise for my God going to come from my lips. Amen. And it could be a whole lot of rocks just waiting for me to be quiet, but they're just going to have to keep waiting because I'm going to praise God, amen? And Jesus said, if, if, if these would keep quiet, the stones would immediately cry out. And, and, and how many of you know that even that is based on scripture. Because in, in, in Habakkuk 2, 10 through 11, God is, is talking about, the, he's talking to the people, his people, and he's talking about how they've been doing wrong and how they've been killing people and mistreating people. And, and, and he says in, in, in Habakkuk 2, 10 and through 11, he says, by the murders you've committed, you have shamed your name and forfeited your lives. The very stones in the walls cry out against you, and the beams in the ceilings echo the complaint. What was God saying there? What was Jesus saying when he talked to the Pharisees? What God is saying is, there's no escaping. Amen. <laughs> there's no escaping. Oh, you may be doing things wrong to people, and nobody's dropping dime on you. Nobody's telling on you. But I want you to know something. The stones are crying out about what you've done and Amen. the beams are echoing the complaint. In other words, God says, I still know what's going on. It's sort of like when God talked to, to, to Cain, baby. You remember that? When he went to Cain after Cain had, had slain Abel. And he said, he said, where is Abel? Yeah. And Cain said, he said, he said, one of my, my brother's keeper. And, and God said, the voice of your brother's blood yeah. cries out from the ground. See, that's what God is saying is that, see, see, the voice of blood tells me stuff. Jesus. See, see, Jesus. stones tell me stuff. Jesus. You know what I mean? See, there's no escaping. You know, when, when with God, there's no escaping. Everybody got to give account to God. And if Cain wants to keep his mouth shut, the voice of his brother's blood cries out from the ground, right? If, if, if people who are doing all these wrong things in Habakkuk want to keep quiet, God said the stones are going to yeah. cry out and the beams from the ceiling are going to echo the complaint. And so here's Jesus saying to the Pharisees, if you want to try to try to silence my praise, you need to understand something. You can try to silence that, but the stones are going to cry out and give me what it is that I I deserve Amen. glory to God in heaven. Eh? So, so there's so much scripture Jesus. in this triumphal entry. Uh, there's so much, but there's also something as we're talking about Luke. Let's turn there. Let's let's go to Luke 19 because there's also something there that we don't see. In the other accounts. <clears throat> it's that, and it actually starts in verse 41. Right after he told the Pharisees. 
if they should hold the peace, their peace, the stones would immediately cry out. In verse 41 it says, And when he was come near, he beheld the city, the city of Jerusalem, and he wept over it. Amen. We have not a high priest who cannot be touched with the feelings of our infirmities. Amen. Mm -hmm. We have a God who feels things. Amen. I'm Amen. glad about that. Amen. In verse 42 it says, Jesus says, If thou had known, even thou, at least in this day, the things which belong unto thy peace, but now they are hid from thy eyes. Mm -hmm. For the day shall come upon thee, that thine enemy shall cast a trench about thee, and compass thee round, and keep thee in on every side, and shall lay thee even with the ground, and thy children within thee, and they shall not leave in thee one stone upon another, because thou knewest not the time of thy visitation. Mm -hmm. And what Jesus is saying here is, what, what, what he's really doing here is he's, he's making a point and, and, and he's saying and he wept over the city because what he was saying was I heard all this you know the celebration and I see how you, you gave me a royal welcome and, and you're saying blessed be he that comes in the name of the Lord mm -hmm. and, and you know you're talking about the kingdom of David and, and all these things and and, 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 and Jesus is saying, I, 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 I hear all the, the celebration, so much that the Pharisees were concerned, talking about keep it down, because they, they, they were concerned about their position and their power. They were also concerned about Rome and whether the Roman army would come in and quell this celebration, mm -hmm. you know, because you're talking about a king and all the rest of this. He says, I hear all this celebration and all this adoration. I hear all, all, all the praise that you're giving me. I hear all the worship that you're giving me. And, but Jesus went over the city and he said, but it ain't fooling me. Amen. Yep. Right? It ain't fooling me. And, and, and his heart was hurting because he knew something. It was superficial. He knew something. It was temporary. He, he knew something. He, he, he knew that only a few of the people who were going through all this celebration and all this, you know, welcoming of him as the king, he knew something that only a few of them would continue to believe in him. Mm. And he knew that the vast majority of them were going to reject him, right? They were going to reject him. Yes. Just as God's people historically have rejected all of God's messengers Jesus. over the years. He knew that, and it broke his heart because he knew that if they didn't receive him, if they didn't receive who he was, if, if, if they didn't stay committed to him, that judgment was going to come mm -hmm. at some point. And he was telling them, he said, the city's going to be surrounded and it's going to be destroyed. And you're going to be destroyed and your children with you. Mm -hmm. and, and he said, it's because you haven't recognized. In fact, let me read this in the New Living Translation so you can hear. Jesus said it this way. He said, he said, how I wish today that you of all people would understand the way to peace. Jesus. But now it is too late. 
and pieces hidden from your eyes. Before long, your enemies will build ramparts against your walls and encircle you and close you in from every side. They will crush you to the ground and your children with you. Your enemies will not leave a single stone in place. And hear this part. Because you did not recognize it when God visited Jesus, you. Jesus. So what Jesus was saying was that, that because the people didn't recognize that God had visited the people in the person of Jesus Christ, mm. that that was going to lead to their ultimate destruction and their demise. And so he was crying because he's saying, this doesn't have to happen. Jesus. It doesn't have to happen. And so he cried over the city. He cried over the city. And see, in, 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 in Matthew's account of this, remember, um, it says that the people after they were, as they were celebrating, there were some in the crowd who said, who is this? Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. and, the, and, and it says that the crowd answered, this is Jesus, the prophet of Nazareth of Galilee. Yes. See, they had, and this goes back to our point, they had some understanding of Scripture. Because they saw Jesus coming, and they saw him coming on this cult, and they realized, behold, your king cometh to you riding on a donkey. And they knew that was fulfilling the scripture, but they thought, right, that Jesus was coming as a political king. They thought Jesus yes. was coming as a military king. They thought Jesus was coming to make their lives better. They thought Jesus was coming to, to get rid of the problems in their life that was embodied by Roman rule. They, they thought that's what Jesus was for. That Jesus was there to solve my problems. Come on, somebody. How many people think that that's what Jesus is for? Jesus is here to solve my problems. See, that's what the people thought. They thought Jesus was there to solve their problems. And then when it became apparent in less than a week that he was not there as some military king, that he was not there as a political king, as he wasn't there just to improve the quality of their lives, give them bigger homes and, 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 and you know, more animals and more this. In other words, he wasn't here to give us more cars and a bigger house. and this. Because they now realize that's not what he was here for. They yes. turned their backs on him. Yes. And so Jesus knew this was going to happen because as much as they were, that they recognized scripture uh, when, when he came, as much as, as, as they praised him out of the scripture, as much as they talk about the, the kingdom of David continuing, which was based on scripture. And even though Jesus is talking about the stones crying out, which is based on scripture, although all this scripture was around them, they yet didn't have a full understanding of it. And Jesus knew it and he wasn't fooled by the adoration. He said, most of these people are going to turn away from me and it's going to be to their destruction because yeah. they didn't recognize it. When God visited them, Jesus. Jesus said, when you've seen me, you've seen the Father. 
Amen. And so when Jesus was there, he said, God is visiting you and you don't even know it. Because here you are, people in Matthew's account are saying, who is this? And how did they answer? He's a prophet from Nazareth of Galilee. Isn't that what Peter said before? When he said, who do men say that I am? Well, some say, you know, you one of the prophets. See, they, 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 they had some understanding, but they didn't have a complete understanding. Jesus. Amen. And then John's gospel, John's gospel also adds something interesting. It, it, it tells us that many of the people had come out to see Jesus in, 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 as he made his triumphal entry into the city because they had heard of how Jesus had raised Lazarus from the dead. Mm-hmm. So they didn't come out to praise Jesus for who he was. Jesus. They came out out of curiosity. They came out perhaps because they thought they may see another spectacle. <laughs> they came out because perhaps they thought they may see another miracle. Mm. So, so, so we see then that some of the people said, well, he's a prophet. Mm, that's uh, that's not quite right. And some some came out because they just viewed him as a miracle worker. Mm, that's not quite right either. Some others came out because he was just one giant curiosity. That's not quite right either. And Jesus knew that in this crowd, there were people who who, who 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 thought he was simply a prophet. There were people who simply thought he was a good man. There were people who simply thought he was a magician and a miracle worker. There were people who just wanted to be curious to yeah. see what he was going to do next. There was only a very few who truly had a desire to receive Jesus as the true king of glory that he yeah. was. And that broke his heart. And he cried over mm. the city. And he said, if you only knew, if you only would receive me, if you only would receive the gift of Jesus. God, if, if you only, but because you don't, you are going to be destroyed, you and your children with you, because you didn't recognize it Jesus. when God visited you. So the people were they didn't truly comprehend who Jesus was. And they were celebrating for the wrong reasons. Mm-hmm. And they didn't recognize that God had visited them in the person of Jesus Christ. And yeah. Jesus said that this is going to lead to your demise. Yeah. So then, as we stand here all these years later, Right, commemorating Palm Sunday and, and, and or commemorating the triumphal entry, I should say, commemorating the triumphal entry on this Palm Sunday. As we sit, sit and stand here today, to over 2,000 years later, mm. how many of you know that, that, that some of the key questions that have been asked and echoed through generations are continuing to come before us yes, even on today? Yes, they are. The, the, the question from Psalm 24, who is this king of glory? That is echoing right now from the heavens. Who is this king of glory? The question of why do you desire 
If, in fact, you desire Jesus to, to be in your life, why do you desire to see him in your life? Jesus. Is he a curiosity? Is he a miracle worker? Is he just someone to, to, to make your life easier? Take away problems from you? Why do you desire? Because remember, the, the people in Psalm 24, they had a deep desire yeah. to see the King of Glory come in. Do you have a deep desire to see the King of Glory come in? And if you do, for what reason? Yeah. Is, it, is it to alleviate your problems, your frustrations, and your annoyances? Or is it because, because of the blessing of having the God of, of, of heaven and earth? Amen. Uh, in your presence where yes. you can worship him mm. in spirit and in truth. Why do you desire to see the king of glory? And then there's another question that echoes. And it comes back to the question that Peter answered that Jesus asked his disciples. Who do you say that Jesus is? And as we stand here now. Amen. Uh, the prayer is. That we can say that Jesus is the Christ. Yes. The, the Christ means the anointed one. Jesus is the anointed one. It, the Christ means that he's the Messiah. Amen. He is, he is the Messiah. He's the anointed one. Uh, Jesus is our Savior. Right? The one uh, through whom, you know, he is through his shed blood. That our sins are washed away. Amen. That our sins are forgiven. Jesus is our redeemer. Right? He's the one who has redeemed us from the curse of the law. Right? Blessed, you know, curse is he that is every man that hangeth on the tree. And when Jesus hung on that cross, he redeemed us from the curse of the law. Jesus is our Lord, right? That means he's the one that possesses uh, 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 superior power and authority in heaven and in earth. And he should have that superior power and authority where? In our lives. And he's to be celebrated for those reasons. And so as, as, as we come on, 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 on this Sunday... Right, and again, this is this 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 is the first day of Holy Week. These questions need to be right. Who is the King of Glory? Why do you desire Him in your life? Mm -hmm. Who do you say Jesus is? These questions are echoing through the heavens, and we need to answer them. Amen. And, and, and it's so vitally important to our eternal well-being that we answer this these questions right. Amen. Amen. And so, and so, I when 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 we start with who is this King of Glory, we go back to our title. Jesus. Amen. Is the King of Glory. Amen. We ain't getting it twisted. We're not going to stammer. We're not going to stutter. We're not going to blink. Amen. We're not going to do anything. Who's a, who is who's the king? Jesus is the king of glory. Amen. Who do you say that, that he is? Jesus is the Christ, Christ. the son of the living God. Yes. He's my savior. He's my redeemer. He's my Lord. He's my master. And we have no qualm saying that 
in all kinds of company, not just yeah, polite company. We'll right. say it in impolite company. We'll say it in the midst right. of Pharisees. Amen. We'll say it in the midst of, of the school board meeting. Yes, we'll say Jesus. it in the midst of work. We'll say it wherever we are. Amen. Because that's the truth. And we Amen. right and we don't need no rocks. Right out for me. <laughs> Glory to God. Glory to God. Help this morning. Amen. <laughs> Glory to God. That's right. We don't need no one crying out for me. Amen. Glory to God. But here's the other thing. Just like the people in Psalm 27 who were standing outside the temple gates and who you just had that sense, they weren't going away until them temple doors are going to swing open. Mm -hmm. Lift up your head, O ye gates, and be ye lifted up, ye everlasting doors. And they knew something. And the king of glory shall come in. What were they saying? But the doors have to be opened. Amen. See, the king of glory will come in, but the doors have to be opened. Right? And so, so for some today, I believe God is saying unto you, open up the doors of your heart. Right? You see, because I'll come in, but the doors have to be opened. Right? I'll come into your life, but the doors have to be open. And, and, and if it's anything today on this Palm Sunday, I'm praying for open doors. Amen. amen. I'm praying for doors to be open, doors of your heart, doors of your lives, just being opened unto God, opening up to your family, opening it up to your on your job and in your business and in your ministry and every aspect of your life, that deep desire. I need the King of Glory's presence to come into my life. Amen. Not just on Sunday, not just on Wednesday, not just when I'm, I'm, I'm churching, but, but every day, Jesus. everything that I'm doing, let the King of Glory come in. Because here's the thing. If Jesus said that you didn't recognize when God was among you, that that leads to your demise. Jesus. Now, the flip side of that coin is, when you do recognize who the King of Glory is, and when you do receive him, that will lead to your everlasting victory and triumph. Amen. And that's how many of you know, that's where we want to be. Amen. That's where we want to be. And that's what God just wants us to know on this day. Jesus is the King of Glory. Amen. That question is out there echoing in the heavens. Amen. You got the right answer. Amen. Amen. You got the right answer. Jesus is the King of Glory. And so, and so, I believe that the heart of God, and, 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 and it, it simply comes down to this, open up your doors, open up your life, open up your heart, right? You know, there's things going on in your life right now, amen? Jesus should be in everything, amen? amen. There shouldn't be some, some part of that, okay, he's over here, and he, you know, I, I, I let him in here, and I ask him about this, but these other things I'm trying to figure out. You don't figure out anything. You search it out, amen, or you just let Jesus come in there and, 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 and speak. Amen, that's right. Light into yeah. the darkness, amen, whatever it is. But just let him in, amen. Let him in because he is the king of glory, amen. And we just want to receive him that way because when we do, we set ourselves up for triumph and for victory 
uh, for abundant life, for yes. overcoming yes. life, Amen. for all the things that, based on Scripture, it tells us that we are in Him. Amen. Amen. So let, let's just let's just uh, go back to Psalm twenty-four as we close, and let's just look at verse verses seven through ten one more time. Let it just resonate in our spirits. Lift up your head, O ye gates, and be ye lifted up, ye everlasting doors, and the King of glory shall come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle. Lift up your head, O ye gates, even lift them up, ye everlasting doors, and the King of glory shall come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord of hosts. He is the King of glory. Amen. And if we can just close it and say, who is this King of glory? We close our book, get ready to sit down, and we say, Jesus, He is the King of glory. Of glory. Amen. Amen. And we give Him praise today. Let's pray. Father, we bless Your name. Yes, glory Father, to God. And we just Jesus. thank You, God. Jesus thank is Jesus. the King of glory. And Father God, uh, just as the people in the psalm deeply desired that the King of glory would come into their presence, yes, Father, Father, we deeply desire that Jesus would manifest his presence unto us. He said if we would keep his commandments, that, that both he and you would manifest yeah. yourselves yeah. in our lives. And so, Father God, it is our desire that the King of glory shall come in, yeah. come into our homes, Come into our schools, come in up into our communities, come in, into our jobs and our careers, come yes, into every Lord. aspect Jesus. of our lives. Because, Father God, we need and desire the King of glory. Yes. Father, we thank you, God, as we, uh, as we embark on this holy week, God, that you have uh, spoken unto us. A, a, a word that provides a foundation yes, for the right. rest of the week to come. That we focus on who Jesus is. That we focus, oh God, on our desire yes. for him in yes. our lives. And Father God, we just thank you and we praise you, God, that he is our rock. He is our shield. He yes. is our source. He is our savior, our redeemer. He is our glory and yes. the lifter yes. up of thank our Jesus. heads. And Father, we just thank you and praise you for the Lord Jesus Christ. And we praise you for this word on today. Now, God, I just pray that you will seal this word in yes. our hearts. Father God, we know that the enemy is going to come to try to snatch this word away. But Father God, we plead the blood of Jesus against yes. him. And we say yes. the devil is a liar and he is a defeated foe. And this word belongs to us. And Father God, uh, we pray that the Holy Spirit will continue to minister this word unto us to give us even a deeper and richer understanding of what you are speaking unto us at this hour. Yes. And Father God, we lift up our hands in the sanctuary and we bless your name as we declare that Jesus is the King of glory. And we thank you for it. In Jesus' great in Jesus name, name, amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Jesus is the King of glory. Amen. Amen. That's a song too. Amen. You remember that song, yeah, right? The commission made that song years ago. Yeah. Who is the King of glory? The Lord God strong and mighty. 
Mal die Werbung. Ja, ich glaube, was sage ich. Amen. Almost. Praise God for that. Amen. <laughs> But we praise God for that and we praise God for you as well. Amen. But most of all, we praise God for Jesus. Amen. Amen. Because he is our King of glory. Listen, pray that you enjoy the rest of this day. Um, and um, just praying that you will stay prayerful on this week. Amen. A lot going on. Uh, strange time, right? A lot of us still aren't in our normal church environment, right? Mm -hmm. So it becomes maybe a bit more of a challenge to stay as focused as we otherwise would be. But we're more than conquerors, amen? Amen. We're overcomers. And so we can overcome those challenges and, and, and you know, truly set our hearts and minds on the Lord Jesus Christ where they belong, especially right now, so that um, we can uh, just give God the praise that he deserves. Amen. Saving us, amen, uh, through his son, amen. Lord Jesus Christ, the King of Until next time, uh, God bless you. We look forward to seeing you uh, prayerfully on Wednesday yes. as we uh, continue on with Bible study. But enjoy your day.